You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. Today's show, our title sponsor is rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. A lot to get to on the show ahead Some bad news when it comes to college football and the prospects of the upcoming season. We'll break that down for you. How it might relate to BYU. We'll also catch up on the player countdown series. The best Cougars to have worn the number 25 and the number 24 as we didn't get to get a podcast out yesterday. So we'll catch up on that. And of course, we'll talk a little bit about fall camp. I'll share what I've learned after one week of BYU fall camp so far. What to take away, names to know, all that good stuff is ahead. Today's show is also brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about them and Rock Auto here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 10th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. This podcast aims to be the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So a big thank you for joining us, and make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, so that way you never miss an episode of this podcast. All right, let's kick off today's show with the bad news. We'll get to the good stuff here in a little bit. I'd like to get the bad news out of the way, and then we'll talk about the more positive news here in a minute, but... Bad news when it comes to the future of college football. Saturday, the MAC decided they were going to close up shop for the upcoming season. UConn pulled the plug on their season earlier on last week. So as it stands right now, 117 of the 130 football bowl subdivision teams are still in play for the upcoming season. I expect that number to crater in the coming days. Uh, It just looks like college football is going to be postponed, if not outright canceled for the upcoming 2020 season. And it is disappointing as all get out. I, I have no other way to say it because I've tried to stay positive. I have tried and I've tried and I've tried to bring the good news when it comes to college football. But according to what I'm reading from all these national talking heads and national reporters who've got connections that I don't have with other programs and some of the biggest administrators in the sport itself, when they're saying that it looks like by the end of the week, uh, things could be drastically different, if not outright canceled for everybody, speaking of college football, some bad news. And I just, I'm disappointed. There's no doubt about it. It's just, it's a disappointing feeling to think about that. I've been as geeked as anybody that BYU started up fall camp, scheduled their season opener against the Naval Academy, and it seems like seemingly days after they locked down a new game, a game to be celebrated they had scheduled with very short notice, could be canceled. And Man, you just look at it and you feel most for the student-athletes who are going to be affected most by this. Obviously, there are going to be thousands of other people involved in college athletics. Think coaches, administrators, trainers, uh, strength coaches, all kinds of different people at different levels. People that work at stadiums, concession workers, all that stuff. All going to be affected. Their livelihoods are going to be at stake if this goes the direction it appears it is going. And I just, man, it it tears me up inside. And it's even going to affect probably my situation personally. And trust me, 
I have laid awake many a night over the f- past few months wondering what was going to come next. When is the other shoe going to drop, uh, to use that expression? It's just one of those things that you look at and say, you know what? What other bad news is on the horizon? 2020, what else you got for us? And it looks like the end of college football for this year might be nigh. I'd like to think that things could change, and obviously they could if other administrators get their way, but it sounds like the Big Ten wants to cancel things. And as I said in that emerge-a-pod, I guess I'll call it on Saturday, if the Big Ten calls it quits on this season, you're going to see just a cascade of other conferences falling in line. Does the SEC fall in line? I don't know, but I just it, you're going to see a number of conferences fold. And I think a number of the G5 conferences, if Power 5 conferences call it quits the g5 are falling right there on the spot it feels like other power five conferences like the sec and the acc they may try and hold out but i don't know for how long they ultimately can hold out if that makes sense and it's just it's a very very gut-wrenching disheartening feeling to think about the fact that we could go through a fall this year september october november december on into winter without any college football High school football here in the state of Utah is going to try to start this week, and there's a lot of people reaching out to me from around the country who have heard that high school football is actually happening, wondering how BYU, and not BYU, how the state of Utah is pulling it off. I don't know how they're pulling it off, and we're going to see if that season even ultimately gets off the ground and if it even finishes its season. That's that's the big concern right now, and it's just it's a it's a situation you look at, and you're like, okay, could things have been handled differently? Sure. But I think a lot of the best prognosticators and the experts who are disease experts, epidemiologists, all of the different people who are supposed to be the best and brightest when it comes to this COVID-19 virus, they tried to do their best. They tried to forecast things as best they possibly could. And hey, I'm not going to hold anything against them, but it appears that their best laid forecasts have gone by the wayside. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and just hoping that something would come along that could let us play college football, that could let us enjoy this great sport. And it appears it's all for naught right now. And I don't mean to come on this podcast and hammer on anybody or any group or anything like that, but I just I want to express my disappointment that we might not have college football this year, more than likely not going to have college football this year, and it tears me up inside. If we don't have college football, to be honest with you guys, I don't know how much longer this podcast may hang around. And that's, think think of what I just said. I don't know the livelihood that I have enjoyed doing for the majority of the past two years. I have done over 550 of these episodes, and I am concerned about the future of this podcast due to the fact we may not have college football this season. It's just one of those things that makes me sick. Honestly, and I, I feel awful, and I don't want to say that. And I am going to endeavor, and I'll promise you this. I've t- promised this for over the previous few months. I have promised you guys I will do this podcast as long as I am humanly capable of coming up with topics. Might we have to drop back to maybe three episodes a week? Sure, we will visit all avenues when it comes to it. But I have just tried to hold out hope that college football would happen this fall. I was like, yes, it's going to happen. These administrators are going to push through. We're going to have this take place. We'll see what happens with it. But 
unless you're able to put a sport in a bubble, it appears, and you look at the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, the uh, Pro Lacrosse League, PLL, both here locally here in Utah had their bubble formats work great. The NBA is working in a, in a bubble. MLS pulled off their MLS's back term in a bubble to great applause and great fanfare. They pulled it off. You can't put college football in a, in a bubble. You can't take 130 FBS programs and put them in a bubble, put these student-athletes in a bubble, and expect that things are going to go off without a hitch. It's just it, it, The logistics of it are insane. I saw numbers of the If you had the players alone across the college football landscape, we're talking upwards of at least, I think, 15,000. And that doesn't include coaches, administrators, the training staff, medical experts, team doctors. Oh my gosh, just the sheer magnitude of it all is just enough to make you go batty. But it, it does not look good, folks. That's the plain and simple truth of the matter. And BYU, if other conferences cancel games, BYU just may have to close up shop. And that, man, I just, I, I don't mean to laugh. I laugh because I don't want to cry. I guess is the easiest way to say it. I'm tearing up a little bit talking about it right now. And it's just one of those things that it's not a good feeling. There's no doubt about it. So, all right. So bad news out of the way right there, laying it out for you guys. We'll bring you the latest each and every day as it comes. Whatever happens, we'll have it covered for you. But like I said, it does not look good at this juncture. And it's just one of those things that makes you just want to cry. Honestly, uh, that's probably the best way to describe it. And I'll promise you guys, I will do this podcast as long as humanly possible. We will come up with topics. Hey, I might even put together an online dynasty for BYU fans on Xbox with NCAA 14. We'll play out a figurative season and react to those games. What do you guys think about that? Let me know. But just... Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, honestly, I know this podcast, you probably turned it off four or five minutes ago and said, oh, to hell with it. I'm done with Jake today. But thanks for those of you that stuck by. All right, let's talk about some more positive news. As it stands right now, BYU football is still practicing. They still have fall camp going on. There's still practices going on. What did I hear from our sources from the first week of BYU fall camp? We'll break that down here in just a second. We'll also get to our player countdown series here in a little bit as well. Before we do that, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've told you a lot about this company over the previous few weeks and months, but I have to tell you guys, this company is revolutionizing how you go about taking care of your car, truck, your SUV. All of us are reliant on our vehicles. They get us from point A to point B, whether it's work, play, whatever it might be, school for some of you. You have to rely on your car. RockAuto.com wants to take the bite out of getting the parts your car, truck, or SUV might need and ship it directly to your door, guys. You have a specific type of motor oil you like in your cars? They've got it for you. You need to replace the carburetor in your car. You need to replace the front end. Whatever it might be, RockAuto.com has all of the options for your car, truck, or SUV, all for reliably low pricing. You can go on their website, go to RockAuto.com, you search out your vehicle, you can search by price, you can search by manufacturer, the exact specifications you want for your vehicle, it's a customizable experience to get the right parts for your car and they will like I said they will ship them directly to your door you don't have to join a membership program to get the prices at rockauto.com they're always reliably low so check them out that's rockauto.com make sure to let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you by writing Locked On and how did you hear about us box when you stop by rockauto.com as I've said before and I'll continue to say it again rockauto.com is the best place to get your 
parts for your car, truck, or SUV, bar none. Reliably low pricing, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com, a proud partner with us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. Fall camp updates. Let's talk about what I've learned from BYU from the first week of BYU fall camp. And this comes from multiple sources I've talked to over the previous week. Of course, those of you that have been longtime listeners to this show know that we have practice insiders who are down there on campus at BYU watching these practices take place, passing along tidbits of information that we are going to pass along to you guys. So a big thank you for your support of the podcast. And hey, it doesn't stop even if COVID-19 is trying to stop it. And as it stands right now, BYU still planning on have media, having media availability this week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as it stands currently. So some good things to come for BYU. And like I said, I have hope that maybe things will turn around, but for the time being, we're going to cover things until they tol- tell us otherwise. That's the biggest thing about this. And let's talk about what I've learned from BYU Fall Camp. As some of you may have seen on social media yesterday, I broke the news that Uriah Leatawa was carted off the field Saturday during practice. A leg injury that appears to be pretty serious. It might be season ending. I have not gotten more clarification on what exactly the injury was, but it appears it is serious enough that BYU's best defensive end may miss his senior season. Hey, if a season is played, but it's disappointing nonetheless. Uriah has battled back from two back injuries during his time as a Cougar. Just a great young man. I've interviewed him multiple times, gotten to know him a little bit, and his story is absolutely incredible. He's the first of his family to graduate from a four-year university. He actually accomplished that earlier on this offseason. He's entered a master's program and working on a master's degree. All this from a young man who grew up in Compton, California. He's overcome so many odds, and to see him get injured like this and maybe have his senior season cut short before it really even really got going is disappointing. There's no doubt about it. So Uriah is going to leave a big hole for BYU along the defensive line. The good news is the early returns on guys like Tyler Batty, the incoming freshman return missionary from Payson High School, have been very good. Batty has been rotating with the ones and twos so far in fall camp, and according to people I've talked to, has shown extremely well early on. Can he replace the production and what Uriah Leatawa appeared that he could do as a senior this year? We're going to find out. It might be more of a by-committee approach, and BYU, I think, absolutely got hurt by that injury from Uriah Leatawa. Other notes for you guys. Uh, the two stars at wide receiver for BYU are the two guys you probably expected to hear about. Dax Milne and Neil Pau really showing well early on in fall camp, according to people I've talked to. The the trio, the newcomer trio of Cody Epps, Chris Jackson, Miles Davis have impressed as well. All three of them figure to be in the rotation this fall. I think most people thought, okay, yeah, they probably should be in the rotation. They seem to be game ready. Epps in particular is a guy coming in from modern day high school has been very impressive early on. Uh, two notes for you guys, though. Gunnar Romney, as well as Terrence Fall, one of the other freshmen incoming, but uh, Romney not a freshman, obviously, a veteran of his own right. Both of them have been injured early on in fall camp, and it's still early on. Nothing to be concerned about. Injuries don't seem to be serious. Uh, Keanu Hill, according to one of our insiders, appeared to pick up a knock. Uh, late in the practices last week, and it appears that he'll be slowed up for a little bit as well. So those three on the shelf for a little bit here, but one name to pay attention to in the wide receiver group, and this is a guy in the same vein as, let's say, a Dax Mill in a couple of years ago, a walk-on who comes in in fall camp and absolutely impresses and maybe has a chance to earn some playing time early on 
Cade Moore. You've probably heard this name if you pay attention to high school football in the state of Utah. A standout wide receiver for the Lehigh Pioneers during his high school days. He's back off of a mission, and so far in fall camp, apparently he has just been incredible. I'm telling you guys, he has a Dax Milne-like quality that he's just come in and impressed people. We'll see what happens the rest of fall camp for him. Other uh, people to know about, other things to pay attention to, what we've learned from BYU fall camp. At tight end, Matt Bushman looks as as polished as ever. Apparently, his offseason training has just been marvelous. He's looked extremely good. Isaac Rex and Carter Weed are very much impressing as well. So that trio of tight ends there. All good news on them. But a name to pay attention to from the tight end group that has shown well in fall camp so far. We'll see if he gets some time as we move forward, get closer to a season potentially here. Lane Lunt, a transfer from Butler Community College out there in Kansas, a guy who grew up in the state of Arizona. Juco guy, a walk-on to the BYU football program, but he's made several impressive plays apparently early on in fall camp, and he'll be a name similar to Cade Moore to keep an eye on as well. Over to the defensive secondary, your starting tandem of safety so far from what I'm hearing are Zane Anderson and Troy Warner. That's not to say that Chaz Ayu does not figure into this, but I talked about this previously. That 4-2-5 defense that BYU wants to run, it has that hybrid position, which is a safety-slash-linebacker. That's where Chaz Ayu, I think, figures to play more prominently in a spot on the BYU defense. But the starting two true uh, safeties for BYU so far are two seniors in Zane Anderson as well as Troy Warner. And I have to say, everything I've heard about Troy Warner is he is looking night and day different. He looks like he's eager to go out and absolutely prove that the hype around him coming to BYU that was kind of knocked down due to all the injuries he suffered during his BYU career appears that he is fully healthy now, and he's a man on a mission, and he's shown extremely well so far. A couple other names to keep an eye on here include on the offensive line, a new challenger at right tackle. A lot of people figured, you know what, it looks like uh, Blake Freeland has got that right tackle spot locked down for the foreseeable future. I can tell you this much, though. Early on in fall camp, Eric Mateos has been juggling a lot of lineups, and a guy at right tackle who has shown well so far, according to people I've talked to down there, is Chandon Herring. He's going into his senior season, speaking of Herring this year. A guy who was named to Bruce Feldman's all-freaks list. Uh, he's truly a freak, because Chandon carries 310 pounds, as if most of us maybe carried, what, 180 pounds, if, if I'm being honest. He looks like... A Viking, and Eric Mateos has talked about this in the past. Chandon has got blonde hair, blue eyes, but he's six foot seven, three hundred ten pounds, and it doesn't seem like there's an ounce of fat on him. He is a truly impressive-looking specimen, and it appears that early on in fall camp, he's making a push for playing time. The first-team O-line, as of Friday, from what I was hearing, went from left to right: Brady Christensen at left tackle, Clark Barrington at left guard, James Empey at center, Tristan Hodge at right guard with Freeland and Chandon Herring going back and forth at right tackle. So very interesting position battle to pay attention to there at right tackle. I do think that the season were start today, BYU probably would opt for Blake Freeland, but hey, it appears that Chandon Herring's making the coaches think a little bit about that. On the offensive line, a name to pay attention to is another return missionary. It's Connor Pay, the former Lone Peak star, is back off a mission, and he's kicking off the rust pretty quick here, and we'll see what happens. I think he's going to be a guy to pay attention to because uh, as Jeff Grimes mentioned to media availability last week, he's running with the twos and has very been has been very impressive, all things considered, coming directly off a mission because a lot of offensive linemen 
It takes some time to get back. You have to gain weight, gain strength, get some of that back. But it appears that Connor Pay, he's good to go so far. And then finally, uh, two other notes. Like, excuse me. One, finally, two other notes to get to. At running back, it appears it's a four-man battle right now for playing time, at least to people I've talked to down there. Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier appear to be your top two running back options. Jackson McChesney probably running in that third spot. And then Hinkley Ropati, a guy we've had on this podcast, a guy that's uh, been very impressive at the JUCO level. He appears to already be entering the fray and showing well in fall camp. We'll see what happens with him as he gets more engrossed into the playbook and into just how BYU operates. But it appears those four are kind of your top four running backs. And then one final note, the hype around Soljay Mayava Peters, he's actually put his name on the roster as uh, Mayava hyphen Peters. Soljay is the real deal, folks, at least so far in fall camp. He's been extremely impressive. Uh, the first week of fall camp, according to people I was talking to down there, the reps have been evenly distributed amongst four quarterbacks. And they're the three you're thinking of, Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor Romney, with Soljay Mayava Peters also in the mix. The reps have been pretty evenly distributed at this point. They'll continue to tighten those up, I'm sure, as they get closer and closer to the season opener against Navy. But it appears that Soljay, the hype around this young man, he has absolutely come in and played with his hair on fire and has made some impressive plays, it sounds like. Uh, shaking safeties, the ability to run the read option, but also be able to be accurate with passes. It appears that he is really impressive for a freshman prospect at quarterback. And BYU, man, they've stocked that quarterback room, it appears, with a lot of talent. You have Jacob Conover coming in in January. Man, BYU's going to have a glut of quarterbacks to pick from. Who ultimately will win out in this? My money's still on Zach Wilson, but we'll see what happens there. So I wanted to pass all that information along to you guys. We'll continue to pass it along as we hear it from our insiders down there at BYU. And it's interesting to hear about all that stuff. If there are questions, players, uh, different things you want to know about about fall camp, feel free to reach out. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And always, you can email the show at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. I know I ran through a lot of notes there, but thanks for bearing with me. Coming up here in just a second, we will continue on with the Player Countdown Series, the best Cougars to have won the number 25 and the number 24. That's all ahead right here on Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. All Guard Pest Control is a local pest control company here in the state of Utah that's based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. What I love about All Guard is Seth and his team, first off, Big BYU fans. Don't be, don't kid yourselves. Massive BYU fans. But second thing, they are the best of the best when it comes to pest control, whatever you might need. You got termite issues. You've got wasp nests. You've got ants invading your kitchen. No matter what it might be, All Guard Pest Control has the know-how and the expertise to handle it for you guys. They take care of my home. I hope you will trust them to take care of yours. What I love about All Guard is they're not a company that's ever going to come knock on your door. A lot of us don't want people knocking on our doors right now, especially with the COVID-19 virus out there. But they will not knock on your door. That's not how they go about things. They are there to make sure you are taken care of. And when they do take care of your home, I can guarantee you this. They will make sure you are 100% satisfied or they will make it right. 
I can assure you of that. Their online reviews are absolutely marvelous. You can go look it up. People just rave about this company. Seth and his team do it the right way, guys. They're not a fly-by-night organization. They are here in our community. They want to take care of your home and treat it as if it's their own. They're taking the utmost precautions right now with COVID-19, wearing masks, wearing gloves. They want to make sure your experience is both comfortable but also safe. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They are a great company. Trust them to take care of your home. I recommend it 100%. And when you guys do call them, tell them the Locked On Cougars sent you. The phone number for All Guard Pest Control is 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. You can learn more about this company as well by searching them out online. Their website is All Guard Pest Controls with an S, dot com. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Check them out, guys. I'm telling you, you will not find a better pest control company than our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. That's All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or go online and learn more about them at allguardpestcontrols.com. As we wrap things up on a Monday edition of the podcast, let's run down the latest when it comes to the player countdown series. Hey, I have enjoyed this countdown no matter what the coming season may or may not look like. And hey, I know that I came off probably pretty down about the prospects of an upcoming season, but I can tell you this much. I am not down on any of the finalists that we had for the best players to have worn the number 24, number 25 in BYU football uniforms. I can assure you of that because this stuff is what I enjoy doing. Looking back at the history of BYU sports and learning about players and athletes that maybe I didn't know about or had an idea about and then letting you guys vote on these as well. That's the fun part of this. That's what I enjoy doing most of all. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have enjoyed doing it. But let's run down the best Cougars to have worn these two respective numbers. Let's start off with number 25, which would have been yesterday. Our finalists were BYU safety Quinn Gooch, played from 2003 to 2007. Another BYU defensive back and cornerback Corby Eason, who played from 2009 to 2011. And then two BYU basketball guards, Terry Tebbs, who played in the mid-1950s, 1953 to 1956. And former BYU guard Gary Batchelor from 1961 to 1963. All of them great players. Uh, Gooch was an academic All-American, had 159 total tackles in his career, six interceptions, and actually might be the second most famous alum in BYU history to come from, from Sabino High School in Tucson, Arizona. Number one being Matt Bushman. So there you go. Uh, Quinn Gooch, a great player. Corby Eason had a unique uh story of how he got recruited to BYU. His coach at Erie uh, Community College up there in the Northeast actually told like Corby, do not talk to any coaches who come here. He wanted to hide him from Division One coaches. Corby actually waited outside uh, in a hallway while BYU's coaches who were recruiting that area uh, were meeting with his head coach. And then Corby actually on his own went and talked to this coach and said, hey, my name's Corby Easton. You might want to look up my film, blah, 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 blah. Well, long story short, he ended up coming to BYU and was a great player. Had uh, 70 tackles, three and a half sacks. As a cornerback, that's pretty impressive. He was one of those guys who ran that Congo blitz or the cornerback blitz that BYU called under Bronco Mendenhall to great effect. And just a great player, there's no doubt about it. Uh, former BYU guard Terry Tebbs was a small guy, five foot nine, 150 pounds, but he was a two-time Little All-American. That was something they had back in the day. They named Little All-Americans. He averaged 14.8 points per game for the Cougars in the mid-1950s, played on some great teams there. And then Gary Batchelor, 
1961 to 1963, was an all-WAC first-team honoree, also played baseball for BYU, so a great player in his own right. And I've had a lot of fun talking about this, guys, and it's just one of those things that you, you read about, you talk about these guys, and, well, we leave it up to you when you guys vote on these, the best Cougars to have worn these respective numbers. The fan vote for number 25 went as follows, though. Quinn Gooch, 49.2%. Corby Eason, 38.1%. Gary Batchelor, 7.9%. And Terry Tebbs, 4.8%. And looking at these numbers, reading up on these players, and just kind of going with my own personal bias, I'm going to agree with the fan vote today. Quinn Gooch was one of my fan favorites. I loved watching this guy play. Smart as a whip, as evidenced by being an academic All-American citation honoree. But he just absolutely got it on the football field as well. Played for some of the great teams uh, under Bronco Mendenhall in 2006 and 2007. But also a guy who went through some of the tough times at BYU, having played in the tail end of Gary Croton's career. So, or his, his run, not his career, his run with the BYU football program when things were really down. So this is a guy who's seen the low of lows and the high of highs, and a guy that I enjoyed watching. So Quinn Gooch. My pick today as the best Cougar to have won the number 25 and as evidenced by the fan vote, also your guys' vote. Now, with number 24, let's talk a little bit about that real quick before we go here. At number 24, we had former BYU pitcher Jack Morris pitch for BYU for two seasons, 1975 and 1976, before going on to a Major League Baseball Hall of Fame career. He was inducted the first former BYU baseball player to do so in 2018, so just not too long ago. Had a perfect game in the World Series. I don't know how you talk that, but a great pitcher for BYU, speaking of Jack Morris, former BYU forward Jeff Chapman, a 1988 honorable mention All-American, played for the Cougars in the mid to late 80s, uh, some great teams that came through there, and Jeff Chapman, a big part of it, a guy who was actually found when BYU went to go play a game in Alabama, and BYU's coaches saw him playing high school ball, came to BYU, and the rest is history, and a great story in his own right. Kalen Hall, who is the current, is the father of current BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, a former JUCO uh, National Player of the Year at Dixie College. Kalen then came to BYU and was a great running back, uh, carried the ball 227 times for 1,241 yards and 11 touchdowns in two years for BYU in the early 1990s. And then our final finalist at number 24 is former BYU guard Doug Richards, played for the Cougars from 1970 to 1974. Scored 1,218 points, averaged double-digit scoring in all four years he played for BYU. His senior season, he averaged 20.3 points per game. So a great player, no doubt about it. But uh, today, the fan vote went very heavily in favor of Kalen Hall, and I feel like the bump came because of his sons. Uh, speaking of KJ, who was a former BYU running back, Jaron, who's currently a quarterback, and then Kyson, who's an incoming uh, high school recruit who's committed to the BYU football program. He's given BYU a number of athletes. Uh, speaking of his sons, but also did some great things in a BYU uniform. Has been a great ambassador for the university. Speaking of Kalen Hall, he won the fan vote as it stands with 45.2% of the vote. Jeff Chapman with 30.1%. Jack Morris, 22.6%. And Doug Richards, a lot of people may not know about this guy, 2.2% appears only of the vote. Tyler Bergen, our good friend here on the podcast, reached out and said, really like Kalen Hall. He was an amped up bowling ball, but Morris won over 250 games in the majors and was a four-time World Series champion with a series MVP. Love you, BYU fans, but please know your history. By the way, I'd take Chapman over Hall as well. 
And I'm not going to disagree with that. I think that Jack Morris and Jeff Chapman are probably the one-two combo here. But I'm going to have to give the nod to Jeff Chapman because I've stipulated in the past, and I'll continue to stipulate, it's what people did in BYU uniforms that matters most to me. Jack Morris was a great pitcher for BYU. Don't get me wrong. His his competitiveness was there, but he only had a 10-9 all-time record for the Cougars before going on to the great heights he had in Major League Baseball. So, hey, Tyler, I know you're going to be upset with me about this, but I'm picking Jeff Chapman, an honorable mention All-American. Like I said, played on some of the greatest BYU basketball teams the program has ever seen there in the mid to late 80s. And, man some of the fun teams. My dad talks about those 1980 BYU basketball teams all the time and just what he loved about them. What they did on the court was just legendary. So my pick today is Jeff Chapman as the best Cougar to have won the number 24. All right, we are over time, but hey, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. We are going to have everything covered as best we possibly can in the coming days and weeks. We will continue on getting updates from BYU Fall Camp as long as they continue to hold camp. We'll have interviews for you, highlights, sound, whatever you guys want. Feel free to weigh in anytime. But regardless, thank you for the support of this show. It means a lot to me that you guys continue to download it in droves. It is so much fun to talk BYU sports every day, and I hope you guys find it of worth as well. Have a great rest of your Monday whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing well, staying safe. Wear those masks when you're in public areas where you can't socially distance. We can be as safe as we possibly can be. And here's the hope in that we can have college football reverse course and play this fall. But we're going to find out, and that's the, that's the truth of the matter. So... Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 10th, 2020. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.